0: To the Medic Materials Podcast, hosted by Mike Turek, Emily Yates, Kelsey Coons, and Gerard Cuomo. All our current EMS providers and educators with a combined 30 years' experience. Each month, we discuss EMS news, medical science, and review actual EMS calls, bringing many educational opportunities to the listener. Portions of the calls have been altered to protect the privacy and identity of all involved. <laughs>
1: Hello and welcome, everyone, back to the Medic Materials Podcast. Kelsey, you were dancing. I want to know, Gerard, how did your stroke feel on this one? It's a seizure. It was oh, not, it was a uh, seizure.
0: Yeah, it wasn't. It was not. It was not pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> it, even though you're I'm not, happier. even though I'm not there, I still like, was like cringe. Uh,
1: I'm, sh- I'm sure you were, uh, Emily. You're back. We kicked Kelly to the curb again. Poor so, Kelly. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, Don't
2: tell her this, but I,
3: I like you better.
1: Oh. Kelly. She knows. Poor oh, I oh, sure. she, she, oh, sure. <laughs> she knows.
2: Oh, I'm
3: sure.
1: She's gonna start acting up if you keep this up. Probably. Yeah, probably. You know, she's been demanding lately. Like, like she wants shirts, she wants merchandise. Watch out. Like give the girl what well, she doesn't? deserves. I know, right? <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> integral <laughs> Integral part of uh, of our show is Honestly. Kelly. Um but, uh, but, yeah, so we're going to be doing a call review. Uh, we have a couple announcements, so I'm going to hand it right over to Kelsey for her rig check, and, uh, and we'll get started.
2: So, guys, there are currently six episodes in the Patreon where we review some of the craziest calls yet to air on the show. There's beer, ambulance accidents, traumatic smoothies from a blender accident gone wrong, and much more. We save our most gut-wrenching, thought-provoking calls for our Patreon listeners. So, to join the Patreon family, click the link below and get access to these episodes monthly. We're gonna shout out our listeners in South Africa and Delaware today, and Miss Emily has a special announcement
3: for you guys. So, one of the craziest things working in a local hospital is all of these providers that listen to this, which I think is still baffling. Will it come up It is amazingly and ask. baffling. It's crazy that you guys actually listen to us. Nobody else does. So,
1: so get this before you go on. We've actually surpassed sixty-two hundred downloads. That's amazing. Like it, it's it's worldwide. It's crazy. Like. It is mind-blowing.
3: It blows my mind. And even more so when you guys come in and you see me in the hospital or wherever and you're like, hey, I have this question. And I have to tell you, my memory is like a goldfish, but I really think (laughs) most of these questions are not geared for me and they're geared for Gerard and Tarek, and they would love to hear them. So send Uh, your questions in. Yes.
1: Use the email. I know nothing. (laughs) No, (laughs) you do. These
3: questions, Gerard, you would have a blast with.
1: I'm sure i'm sure asked, we would have a um... somebody
3: asked me if they are this funny in real life i promise they are
1: well that's good <laughs> i'm so glad that you didn't lie
0: you yeah, know i <laughs> I, 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 I can honestly say that uh, I,
1: could you imagine you know, if,
0: what you see what you get, man that's i mean this is no, there's no acting here
1: well and that's it like kelsey just said could you imagine if you know all this was made up and i could not imagine you this, could make this being this an on-air no. character like i couldn't imagine nah. No. it would be so hard <laughs> um but uh but yeah so literally i am with emily you and i talk a lot yeah. and um you you are always like oh yeah somebody came in said this said that and i'm like i don't ever get that and then i got it i but one day like dude just came up and was like hey really cool to meet you i listened blah 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 and i was like angry that's so cool and right. then they thought I was angry and, and then I was I like, I got a text later and
2: they're like, I really hope I didn't upset him. And I was like, No, I promise it's just his face. It's just the eyebrows, don't worry.
4: Right.
1: Um and I was That's his resting be- fuck you face.
4: Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true. Like, you know, I was I was upbeat, I was chipper, I was like, Thank you, it is so much appreciated, and I was still. And
0: yet they like, still thought you were freaking telling to me Right.
2: I just I can't it's, win. It's just your face. I walked into work the other day and somebody's like, "Why are you always smiling when you walk in here?" And I was like, "I'm not allowed to be happy to be here." They're like, "I don't know. Nobody else is a happy face all the time." And I was like, "Oh, well." I don't. I'm I don't the know. Exact
1: opposite. I don't know. And an I think the face. mask makes it worse because when I, when they see me in the hospital, all they see is eyebrow, like <laughs> eyes, right. eyebrow, and then my hat and the mask cover the rest. So it's like, it's bad. Um, but we all do really appreciate it, and you know the. Uh, the new uh, email address is down in the description wherever you watch or listen uh, to this show. So please do send us questions, um, comments, Comments, funny you know. things, anything. We Whatever. love hearing the feedback. Yes, we if do.
2: something weird happened on a call, we'd love to hear
3: it. Oh, exactly. You aren't
1: kidding. Exactly. So um, there's always things to talk about. And uh, with that, I'm going to announce something really cool uh, that, again, I hid from you guys, but. Uh, I hate that. But right? Gerard knows because, you know. <sighs> <sighs> uh, and um, (laughs) thank you you said it
3: not me (laughs) um
1: but uh for uh for a long time now i've been working on getting the cic and doing different cmes and presentations and this that the other thing and um it is now official that i will be speaking at the um, IAC, or Initial Assessment Conference, uh, 2022 in Lake Placid, New York. On, hey. um, the conference is April 6th through the 10th of this year, uh, again, held in Lake Placid. Registration is open. Um, I will be giving two presentations, one on, I literally think, my favorite subject, which is EMS culture. And education, and then I will be doing another one on uh, bagging for EMS. So utilizing awesome. the BBM properly within the EMS realm. So uh, both of those are going to be done on April 10th, the last day of the conference. Save the so best for last. Exactly. So um, if you can make it out, like I said, the link to the registration for the uh, for the you know week um, is in the description of. The, uh, the show notes and on YouTube. So, for our that's awesome.
2: Listeners that may not live near Lake Placid, is there a Zoom or online alternative that they can support?
1: That I do not know. Um, I was on their website um, yesterday doing like back portal stuff uh, as a presenter, and I didn't see anything that was not in person. So, okay. um, but you know, there are. National presenters coming in, uh, which I think is you know really cool. Like they actually got um, another online forum, Foam Frat. I'm sure everybody's heard of it. Two of their guys are going to be speaking at this conference too. They're they're big, like they're big, big.
3: So we live under a rock, yes. Apparently you
1: guys live under a rock. But you know they they do what we do, just their... They started earlier and have a lot more money behind them. Um, you know, one day, one day, um, we'll be in the basement. Yeah, <laughs> one day we'll own our own well, building and it'll be cool. <laughs> um,
0: but well, I was gonna say is if uh, if nobody's there, you know, if they don't actually have a Zoom or something like that, I'll just sit in the front row with my <laughs> you know my phone and live stream it while I heckle you. Hey
1: man, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. You could like you know you'll have good internet. So you could probably live stream it to the oh, yeah. materials Facebook yeah, page, right. and they could just watch it there. Boom, done. You know, um, I'll but- just
0: get I'll just get like the like Justin's face like on the end of a stick. You know, a picture <laughs> and I just put it up over my face at you.
1: Oh, that'd be phenomenal. Um, you're you're you can't you can't make the COVID cough yeah, come out. Okay, <laughs> my like COVID
3: cough. Well. <laughs> um,
2: just pneumonia.
1: Yeah, just just a little bit of pneumonia. No big. Um, but, yeah, so that's happening. Um, registration is open. So if you guys want to come out, hang out. And uh, one of the coolest things that I'm trying to work out with Travis, the, uh, the gentleman who runs this whole thing and organizes it, is I'm trying to get us a uh, vendor booth so that we can, yeah. you know, meet and greet and talk with all of the people there. But I also ran by doing a live podcast from the event. Almost like if anyone out there listens to, like, Free Beer and Hot Wings and Mm -hmm. they go to a bar and do, Mm -hmm. like, a live event, that's kind of what I'm trying to put in place. Do
2: I get chicken wings out of this?
1: Yes. I will buy you all the chicken wings you want. (laughs) Chicken nuggets (laughs) up the butt. Um, You had me
0: at what? Oh, that that doesn't sound like fun. (laughs) Well, maybe. I don't know. I
1: mean... All depends on what people. All you listeners
0: out there, chime in, chicken fingers (laughs) at the butt. Slightly amusing, or just mostly. Um,
2: So basically, I'm gonna need two long sticks to slap you both when you start crossing a line.
0: (laughs) Probably. So all you people out there who like had that question, are they really like this? Uh,
4: Yeah, they are.
0: Show up there, and you will find out.
1: Come hang out with us. Yep. Exactly. So it should be a really uh, a really fun time. So. Um, getting into the call review today, um, your system is a uh, rural suburban district covered by a paid private ambulance company staffed with two paramagicians. Uh, this configuration is not normal to the company, uh, but has been uh, more recently with the whole staffing issues around current EMS. Um, there are uh, hospitals in this in this. there's one critical access hospital approximately five minutes away from the scene and a general community hospital about 30 minutes away and two level two trauma centers approximately one is one hour north and one is one hour south. So you got a lot lot in this uh, little zone. You guys are dispatched a Bravo priority or priority three to a local residence for a 35-year-old male with a burn injury. Mm. So... What right off the rip are you guys already thinking? Just with dispatch information. I don't
2: like burns; they gross me out. That's like the one thing that I'm like. Bleh.
1: I mean, I'm with <laughs> you. They stink.
4: Like mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care what
1: they look like, but man, do they fucking smell? Like that's just, you never forget that smell. It's that like true. it's like bad GI bleed. Yeah. Like, yeah, you never forget that one. You never forget that. So right See, now, I can, I can
0: do I can do bad GI bleed. You know me. It's it's that stale UTI and uh, I <laughs> that that that, <laughs> I, that never
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I added a blah sound effect, right? if we'd get somebody in like their car going. Bleh, bleh, sh- bleh, bleh. <laughs> Have you ever seen that bitch TikTok? on TikTok? Oh, oh my god,
3: I'm obsessed with seriously, her. Seriously,
1: I, I want to know if it's real oh. or if she's just faking it because no, that is fucking hilarious.
3: I probably watched her entire stream of videos for like two hours when like It's hysterical. <laughs> Oh, God and God. she Completely looks like the, the sweetest
1: now. person ever. It's like this little, you know, she's like, you know, super tiny, well dressed, like she's uh, looks like a seemingly nice person. And her husband comes up, records the TikTok, and goes, "Hey, blah blah blah,", blah. <laughs> and and it that just sets her off. And it sets her oh off my and God, the when the next thirty seconds of the video up. is literally her going, <laughs> "No, no, no, God stop it right now." <laughs> It's, it's fucking hilarious. Go. Um, yeah. But yeah, I wonder if we just did that to uh, our whole audience is now sitting and going it wasn't,
2: it wasn't convincing at <laughs> um,
1: Oh my God, I love it. So yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't. It's all right, everyone. You're hanging out with a bunch of 12 year olds. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> they all know who we're talking about. Yep. For the record. Totally. Um, so really, <laughs> what are you guys thinking uh, about? I don't. Yeah, that's cause. <laughs> You're old. Yeah. Um. That's right. So really, what are you guys thinking uh, about with this type of dispatch information? my
2: center? You said trauma, or, lov- er, whoa. Trauma two centers. <laughs> Level two trauma Ding. centers. That is the biggest <laughs> <I'm> sorry.
4: <laughs>
2: i sorry. I can't reach it. Huge dang. <laughs> Where's my nearest burn center?
1: Uh, an hour and a half-ish okay. north.
2: What's my like options for a helicopter?y Do
1: a helicopter?y Do? I mean, it's kind of like a helicopter, only smaller. Okay, mini. <laughs> a mini helicopter?y Do whatever. <laughs> um, they are they do service this area. Um, we're gonna find out later. Um, that there is actually a air medical base, uh, about seven or eight miles down the road from where this call happens. Go fucking figure. It's a good day. Yep. So okay.
3: we'll, I mean, there's still there's a lot left to be interpreted. Like, did I burn my hand? Did I burn my mouth? Like, yeah, was what, it a did cup of hot coffee? Coffee? Yeah, Like, yeah. I yeah. have a lot right. more questions. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make an opinion yet.
1: I like that. I just wanted to know my resources. Yep, it, operations yep, is absolutely. a clear yeah. good thing to be thinking about, especially when you don't have the information. Let's think about things that we right. can control. Right. You know. Um. So. The, uh, the crew arrives on scene and sees police standing outside the home with a group of individuals. Oh, that's fun. Yep. Um, EMS grabs their first in-bag and cardiac monitor, and uh, then they take the stretcher out of the ambulance and leave it at the bottom of the porch stairs. Um, so, for a burn call, do you feel like first in-bag and cardiac monitor is sufficient? Gerard, I'm looking at you. i
0: um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess it. Uh, it I mean, it, it, as long as the first in bag, you've got, you know, you've got um, dressings and stuff like that. I'm, I'm assuming you've got all that stuff in there. Then, then yeah, just grab the first in bag with your O2s and all that good stuff, and uh, and a monitor. I mean, I I can't imagine wanting to do much on scene, um, you know, if it's.
1: What if you need pain? I don't, you, need you know I me. Mean? I, I
0: like to work in the back of the ambulance, so.
1: No matter what we're moving, working in
0: your office kind of thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. So for me, uh, yeah, I mean, I've got everything I need in the bag as far as you know trauma stuff goes, or you know anything like that, airway management. Um, Yeah, maybe the ALS bag would have been a more prudent uh, thing to bring in as well, uh, just because yeah, I might have some things in there that uh, you know for pain management, or uh, God forbid, this isn't just a Bravo and you know, might have to debate or something like that, so.
1: Right, and it all kind of it, depends on where your airway stuff is kept. Like, in our agency, it's in a completely different right bag. A bag. It's in an airway bag. So now you're right. bringing four completely things Completely separate in, bag, yeah. You know, um, so it really, and, and then I've worked in the agencies that have it on in the, the top of your, bag. you know, primary bag right. or in the top of your ALS bag. Like, it just depends on the system that you're working in. Um, but, yeah, I think all you guys kind of, wanted more, like it felt like the table wanted more. I was
2: thinking ALS bag specifically, you know, maybe they're in so much pain you're not going to be able to move them.
4: You
1: Mm -hmm.
2: can't even get them to the stretcher at the moment. I mean, I really have no idea. It could be they burnt their tongue on a cup of coffee. (laughs) I I mean, I know nothing right
3: now. I'm also really I leave that up to the medics. Like I am, here's my line, a part-time EMT and I will be damned if I'm going (laughs) to carry that fucking drug bag around. So if you want it, you get it. That weighs as much as I do. But I also (laughs) know like once you walk in on scene, if you don't have it, like I don't need to be told to go get it. Right, but they're gonna ask. I can see that. Right, but they're like, gonna ask. Hey, but it's not. You know, can you go get this? I will not be the provider that's be like, "Do you want your ALS bag?" Yeah, no, because I'm not carrying it. Right, in <laughs> or out. So I mean, it, it. All good points. So what I'm all carrying good is what
1: we got, and I'm okay with that. Right, and uh, there's two paramedics. They got four arms together. It's true. They very true, and um, so. I was kind of in the camp of, is this really enough? And I just wanted more information. So uh, when I was uh, writing this call and, and talking with the providers, I actually asked, like, what was the thought process behind taking just that stuff? And um, their thought process was to extricate from the home as rapidly as they could to work inside the ambulance. i whether, yeah. whether it was yeah. severe and they needed to move... Quickly to a hospital or a helicopter or wherever, or it was minor and they just didn't want to deal with it in the house. Especially
3: with that many people around. I'm totally right. okay with that. So
1: once I got the reasoning, I was like, okay, this makes a lot more sense and I can get behind it. So um, the, uh, the two medics walk up the front stairs and enter the home, passing the police and the group of people. Do we know why they're there? They're just kind of hanging out. They're just kind of hanging out. Nobody says anything. The police don't be like, hey, you know, they just.
0: Okay, building's on fire. It's all good. What's going on? How you doing? How you doing? How you,
1: yeah, how you doing?
0: How you doing?
1: Um, so the uh, the two medics, they search the home, and no one is found within the home. So <laughs> the the primary medic. All right, no patient. Well, now <laughs> really the <laughs> <laughs> no patient. Love it. So Bye-bye. So the. Uh, the primary medic walks back outside and looks at the sheriff and's like, where the fuck is this patient? And the sheriff just, you know, casually. Yeah,
0: says, where the fuck is this patient?
1: <laughs> just like that. Just like Probably. that. Hey,
0: where the fuck is my patient?
1: Um, so, so the. Uh... Where are you Taser. <laughs> so the, uh, the sheriff just kind of casually points to. A uh, a very overweight male individual that just happens to be standing in the group of people that they passed. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So, so we so, so I'm already annoyed at this call. <laughs> and nobody said anything. Nobody said a goddamn word to these <laughs> They literally just let them walk inside the house. I'm already annoyed. <laughs> So (laughs) clearly Clearly this can't be serious Because there's no
2: Oh it could be Sense (laughs) of urgency (laughs) We
1: we could just be dealing with the food They're gonna go inside
0: you know Watch a little Netflix
1: It's uh, I can't make this shit up Like these are the things that I I love So I do have a question
2: When the paramedics are walking around this house Because nobody said anything Did they notice anything out of the norm? Like, you know, a stove that's burnt. completely burnt or no. anything indicating a fire or anything? Okay. Nope. You know, a bottle of, like, toxic chemicals
1: spilled on the kitchen floors. No. Okay. Nope. They did a very, like, hey, there's nobody in any of these rooms. Let's okay. go. I would have been very confused. I wouldn't <laughs> have been looking for anything else. Exactly. Right. And I probably would okay, have been like, "All right, noticed, no patient, bye." You like, would what have am I doing? Right. The stove that's right. burnt to the I'm looking for a person. You know, it's I would like- have smelled it first, probably. Yeah. So um, now that they've identified <laughs> their patient, uh, the primary medic walks up and introduces themselves. Uh, the male is standing, and this is, uh, I'm going to paint a, the most glorious picture. So you have a gargantinely fat. Four, four, fifty pound big white dude standing in the middle of his yard in the middle of winter in the none other but Daisy Duke short shorts. Oh, good. Because what else would he be? I mean, honestly. Damn. So, I mean,
0: let, us, wear short
1: let that just let the fester.
0: Did, 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 did we have any testicular protrusion? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do you really uh, want to know the answer to that? I don't even have the answer to that.
0: Oddly, I do. <laughs> you would. The world wants to know. <laughs> the world wonders.
1: The world does not. Yeah, the world doesn't need to know. Um, so...
0: <laughs> How short were they? <laughs> they were so short.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. You could see the wrinkles on the shrivel. <laughs>
0: And put 4 for 50 to boot <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awesome
1: So Are you okay over there? I think we've offended Kelsey <laughs> it's that
2: I just feel like half these jokes are going over my head So I'm just sitting here
1: I'm sorry you're so young And innocent okay. It's really, so nice I kind of painted a clear picture
0: of what I was talking about <laughs>
2: So eventually, I just tune you out when you oh. start making these jokes.
0: Uh, it's a, it's a for the woman in my life. <laughs> you beat me to it. Ah, there you go. See, she's one of
1: them. <laughs> so the uh, the two begin you to. have... Saying, I need help with pain. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I tuned you out. <laughs> oh, good gravy! All right. So the uh, the two begin to have a conversation. Uh, the medic finds that the airway is open and clear. <coughs> the, uh, the right side of his face was very red in color, all the way down from the top of his head to the uh, the yeah, to the right shoulder. Um, no signs of severe burn, no blisters or charring to that area. Uh, breathing appears slightly tachypneic, but otherwise regular. No active bleeding was noted, and no radial pulses were taken. Um, the medic noted significant... Apparently, um, I'm hearing things. The no, I, uh, heard I heard it. Okay, so it's not just me. Well, so, I didn't do anything. Nope, not you. Sure. So, the medic <coughs> the medic noted. <coughs> Take
0: this, this opportunity <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: I just had it. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the medic noted significant second degree burns on both arms from the mid bicep down to the fingertips, as well as the thorax from the nipples down to the belt line. Uh, these areas are covered with white, waxy skin, as well as blisters. However, the blisters were intact and not open or oozing.
3: God, I can't wait to hear the story behind this.
2: <laughs> I'm just, like, trying to think of, like, what
3: body position were we in? He was looking <laughs> to the left. I'm
1: hoping it wasn't missionary. He
3: was looking to the left, and it burned the
1: right yeah. side of his face and
3: his belly and his arms.
2: Do we think he was just, like, whoop?
3: And like must have had Lego? something covering his chest.
2: Like a Lego? Whoop, whoop.
0: A Lego? What?
2: Like with the arms bent at a 90 degree oh, angle. Oh, now I, now I get
1: where oh, she's like, going with it. Whoop.
0: Yep. See, I was thinking G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip, but yeah, okay. Yep.
1: So they also found first degree burns on the chest from the nipple line up to the neck. Both inner mm-hmm. thighs from the mid-thigh down to the knee also presented with significant second degree burns that appeared the same as what was on the abdomen. From the knee to the feet... They noted first-degree burns. However, the soles of the feet were very red with blisters. So, what? presentation, would you like, do you need me to go through it again? That's no. my first question. Did, 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 no, did he walk sweet.
0: across a thing of hot coals to find his, like, you know, no, inner
3: self? First-degree burns on the soles of his feet, so he dumped something on but him and says, stepped in it.
1: it says very red with blisters on the soles. You don't get blisters oh, with so first-degree. Degree.
2: But he's second-degree only from, like, so the, the to the knees. So, it's
3: the...
1: Yeah, pretty much.
2: Nipples to the knees. Yeah.
3: And the bottom of his feet. Right.
2: And everything else is first.
4: Right.
0: What did Don't forget his hands and arms.
3: Or second degree. No. Yeah. I'm mm. Except for his face is first degree.
1: Again, you want me to run through it again? No, did we get it? So. Sure. Run more through or it less. again. Okay. So, medic notes significant second degree burns on both arms from the mid-bicep to the fingertips. The thorax from the nipples down to the belt line, are all second degree. Areas are covered white waxy skin with non-open blisters. First degree on the chest from the nipple line up to the neck, as well as the top of the head to the right shoulder, is first degree. Um, Both inner thighs from the mid thigh down to the knee also presents with second-degree burns. From the knee to the feet, they noted first-degree burns. However, the soles of the feet were second. I know that's a hard... Okay. So,
2: in anatomical position, if you drew a line straight across the nipples, nipples to knees are second-degree. Everything else is first but the
1: feet. Correct. Correct. Under the feet. Yeah, the soles of the feet. Okay. Yep. So, with this whole presentation, what are you guys thinking about first? And second, I want to know, does anyone have any type of airway concerns at this point in time?
3: I mean, that's pretty significant burns. Yeah. Mm. That's a lot of surface area. It is a lot of surface area.
2: The first thing I'm thinking is what caused this in such a weird pattern is probably the first thought that's going to pop in my head. But also, depending on what caused it, you know, is there smoke inhalation that I'm worried about with the airway? Maybe not the airway itself, but... If you've got second degree burns on your chest, how well can you exactly take breath in and out?
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Good yep. point.
4: Yeah, Yeah. I mean get, literally like first, get first get question right? would
0: be like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, like
2: right. I but yeah. I want to know what type of burn it is because that's gonna dictate a lot of like am I expecting something with the airway? I'm expecting right. like, you know, right. You is this is this
0: a flame burn, you. is it a chemical burn, right? Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah.
1: Um so the uh this they the crew assist him to the stretcher, which again is right there. Is he able to like walk and He's not complaining? Oh, he's that? complaining. Oh, okay. But they, they get him, you know, two, three steps over <laughs> to the stretcher. Okay. Um, and they put him in the truck. Was the, um, his back burnt or no? No. Okay. The, uh, the secondary medic, uh, now that they're in the truck, the secondary paramedic removes his shorts and note no further trauma or burns under the shorts. Uh, the two medics begin to then have a conversation about where to transport this guy. And they choose to bypass all local hospitals uh, that we've previously established. Mm -hmm. And they want to transport them to the local burn center, which is a 90-minute drive from the scene. So these paramedics continue to talk. And due to the long transport distance, the primary medic floats the idea of having Air Medical transport this patient to the burn center instead. So
4: I get to use my favorite sound effect
1: ever. Um, I do like the idea. I, I like the idea, too, right? So right. the uh, the second medic agreed, and, you know, they both go, hey, there's literally an air medical base <laughs> seven miles down the road. At
2: least somehow they just knock on the door. I've got a patient. Why not,
1: right, if they're there? Um, mm-hmm. So the crew radios to their county dispatch uh, to have the flight crew stand by in quarters as they would be bringing the patient to the air medical base, and because of this, um, they actually are – um, you know, forward thinking, and they uh, they estimate the guy's weight at around 400 pounds. And they relay this to dispatch to be able to tell the flight crew. I was just going to say that. Which is phenomenal thinking yeah. on these yeah. guys' Yeah, part. I was like, just going to say that. Phenomenal. So, oh, yeah. awesome sauce. So, we're all, I'm sure, um, okay with the flight decision for this guy. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's warranted. Yeah. What do you guys believe this crew needs to be doing in the meantime while they're getting the helicopter all prepared and, you know, actually get there. Uh,
2: figuring out, A, what happened, and B, airway breathing. I agree.
1: I
3: think they need to calculate surface area. Like, they need to get a better idea of exactly how much burn there is. Yep. And, mm-hmm. obviously, airway breathing. Yep.
1: It It's all, it's all there. Like, yeah. airway breathing, you right. know, the whole circulation, but also the burn calculations, right? Because right? um, treatments are going to be affected understand. on that. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, that's going to determine my, you know, what, what I'm going to be doing with fluids, you know, right. going right. into. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So. Oh, what is that?
0: Uh, parkland.
3: Parkland.
4: Parkland. Per parkland.
0: kilogram yeah.
2: times bodily, bodily surface area. Body surface area of burns. First half over eight hours. Boom. There you go.
1: Why I remember that? Can't tell you. Because it's <laughs> sometimes important. So, uh. Baseline vitals are obtained at this point. He is uh, conscious, alert, and oriented. Times four. Uh, BP via the NIBP cuff is one sixty-three over ninety-seven. Might that fucking hurt. Probably. Oh. Could you imagine? <laughs> um,
0: where did they take it?
1: I'm assuming the arm. Mm-hmm. I didn't get anything. Doesn't matter. He's
3: burned everywhere.
1: Yeah. yeah but you no got matter got where, a it's gonna hurt. Second degree burn on the arm. Though, mm. You could have went with the first degree on the calf.
3: I'd rather have an accurate blood pressure.
1: I'd rather have an at yeah. yeah. As, as much too. as it sucks,
3: pain never killed anyone.
1: Correct. Yeah. Um, so BP is 163 over 97. Heart rate via palpation of the carotid, because, again, they're not touching the, the limbs at this point, uh, was 100 strong and regular. Respiratory rate is 24 regular rhythmic. And um, no pulse ox was taken because they didn't want to touch the burns on the hands, which is, again, why they didn't take the, you know, Radial pulses. Uh, so what? I would have taken a radial. I'm just saying what they, they wanted to do. Radial?
3: That's what I'm saying. Like, is it there?
1: I don't know. They never took one. Okay. He's got a carotid. <laughs> so he's got a pulse looking around at him. <laughs> I guess that's fair enough for me. Um, so at this point, both medics attempt to calculate percentage burned. Um, they utilize the rule of nines and together they come up with 35%. Oh, I was going to guess 40. Ooh, nice. Nice. Damn. Nice. Nice! So, um, with this information, they begin to grab all available abdominal dressings. Um, they end up soaking in saline and applying to the blistered areas. Uh, the thighs and the arms uh so, most. So we have the a,
0: we have a wet bandage. Fuck
1: off. We have a confirmed <laughs> wet, We've bandage.
0: Achieved wet bandage. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um which we'll talk about which we'll talk about um later too. Um so we actually have a, a couple things in that paragraph that I want to touch base on later on. So um, the patient at this point uh, continues to converse with EMS, but is in obvious significant pain. Yeah, I bet. Uh, both <laughs> arms were shaking. You know, there's tr- there's like pain tremors. Did we cover um, him up with
2: a blankie once we
1: covered his wounds? No. Oh, that's um, sad. There's, uh, there's, you know, moaning, in distress, reporting. Pain is 10 on 10. Now, but he eventually, wasn't like that when we fucking walked <laughs> past him. Correct, right? Right? <laughs> or, <laughs> right? Beach, please. <laughs> What? Like seriously way bro it's right the cop gave him narcan yeah um
0: <laughs> sixteen milligrams <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: so the uh the primary medic asks him about medical history he reports um that other than just being morbidly obese, he has no other health concerns, does not take any medic uh, medications and has no medication allergies um and then. Finally, we get a story. So the medic, you know, asks, how in the hell did all of this occur? And he tells the medic that he had heated up uh, his large turkey fryer on the back porch. And um, he then proceeded to put, once it was heated, he proceeded to put about 30 completely frozen chicken fingers into the hot fryer, which then, of course, you know. Frozen food, non thought and a chicken fryer explodes, right? <laughs> so uh, he made the hot oil explode out of the fryer all over the front of him. Now, just for, uh, you know, thought's sake, keep in mind that fryer oil in these kind of turkey fryers are heated to anywhere between 325 and 375 degrees. Ooh. So yeah. it's fucking hot. Like... Mm-hmm. Once it explodes all over him, he now attempts to escape from the hot grease. But since it's all over the floor, he's got to walk through all the scalding hot oil and grease to get out of the back porch because it's one of those, you know, covered back porches. Yeah. So, again, this is where the bottom of the feet come in because he's just walking, traipsing through uh-huh. hot oil. Uh-huh. So
0: It's like a 400-pound John McClane. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Shoot the glass.
1: Silence. Seriously, guys, oh, wow. I got nothing. Oh my.
0: Die hard. God. Really. I, I, I have.
1: Wow. I have no words on that one. No words. Wow. That one hurt. I think everyone. I us. think everyone.
0: Everyone in the freaking audience just like face palmed themselves.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hope you don't have burn.s <sighs> That you're, hurt.
0: Good gravy. You only communist by any chance, are you?
1: <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> you were <you're> born here. <laughs> <laughs> so. During this interview, the, uh, the secondary medic finishes the bandaging, and then the primary medic begins to look for IV access. Seeing how badly the burns on the arms were, they automatically sought alternative IV placement sites. Um, first, the secondary, uh, the, medic, the secondary medic looks at the EJ. And, um, but the patient, you know, as it was described to me, did not have a sufficiently sized neck. It was shoulders and then a head. I mean, I believe I was just thinking, like, that's a fucking hard EJ right there. Right, you know, Dude. so that probably was going to be unsuccessful. Um, you know, maybe a little fishing, throw in your line, yeah. see if anything nibbles. I'll like, hope you we know. don't hit the artery, like. right? Hopefully, we don't hit something important. We'll see. So the uh, the medic then moves to look at the feet, but again, due to the burns, they felt that performing IV access on the tops of the feet would be too painful and too pointless with how much fluid they could put in right in i agree in yeah. the feet so yeah, again i'm i'm with these you know with these medics nice. at this point in time so um do people have good calf veins? cuz i feel like so i have only ever put one iv in in somebody's mid middle part like portion yeah. of their leg and it was on their shin and they just happened to have a really good vein something
2: that, like, on the remember. top of
1: their shin um, Veins I see on like your shin and your calves. You don't have very great, and they're not seeable. I mean, they're and deep.
3: This man is 400 pounds. Right. Uh, that's stressful. right. That's going to be a really hard stick.
1: Yeah. He's he's not fat, I, uh, he's fluffy. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Um, so at this point, the medic then chooses to perform conscious IO placement uh, in the left tibial plateau. Ooh. So the. Uh, the medic decides he's going to administer 100 mics of fentanyl via IM to the upper arm just before the IO procedure. So that was nice of him. They administer the the fentanyl and now they're starting to get all of their IO stuff out. Um, they proceeded to place the IO successfully, which is awesome. Um, and the patient clearly feels the pain of the drill. Oh, yeah. Screams in pain upon insertion. Um, and so this paramedic pushes 100. A uh, hundred milligrams of lidocaine uh, through the IO Mm-mm. and then normal saline bag is spiked, 10 drop set and secured to the IO with a pressure infuser. Line is set to wide open. They're just going to dump fluids into this, uh, to this IO. So again, do you guys, we kind of, you know, hit each bullet point, all appropriate actions taken by this paramedic at this point? I think so. Yeah. I, th- I, I can agree all, all no. pretty good them. things.
2: What are the arguments towards... Choosing that over, like, the humeral head, is there, like, benefits one way or the other? Because the only thing I'm thinking is if we're flying him, what great access does the flight crew have to that
1: leg? Just as much as we do because they would hang, at least, like, in my wife's helicopter, you're not going to have immediate access to the actual site Mm -hmm. because of the tunnel where their feet go. But their line goes up to where they are, so they could still drop stuff through the actual line.
0: Um, And the only thing I could think of, against the humeral head would be, I mean, if he's 400 pounds, probably got really beefy arms.
1: Yeah. Probably. And uh, and again, it really depends on where he carries his weight. Wh- and... Exactly. Like so- finding yeah. a humeral True. head yeah. on a fat person is nearly impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, And you have a needle big enough to get it. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So um, I like the placement in the leg. Yeah, it's going to take a little bit to get there, but you know what? We're gold. We're gold. So, um, at this point, they're still on scene. (laughs) Approximately 10 to 15 minutes total, total, you know, time being on scene. Um, which again is nothing. I don't think it's a bad thing. Right. I don't, I don't think that's. County dispatch comes back on the radio and advises them that due to patient weight, the air medical helicopter that is seven miles away could not accommodate the flight. However, they are dispatching a second larger aircraft that could accept the flight, um, they now have a 25 minutes plus lift ETA, and they will land at the, the base. base. Um, so the crew chats it over, and they say, yep, this is awesome. We'll just sit here for 25 minutes. No big deal. Uh, they accept the new med flights ETA and advise the county that they're going to transport the patient to the air medical base that's seven miles away and await the second aircraft, who, again, can land at that place. Um, so... Me, the secondary medic gets in the driver's seat, they start heading down the road. Um, would you guys have done the same thing, more mm-hmm. or less? Yeah. I mm-hmm. think it's better than an hour and a half drive. Yeah, I you know, and I'd wait the 25 yeah. minutes. If something
2: goes down really fast, you have extra set of hands by exactly. extra providers right there.
1: Exactly. Right. Um, so yep. cardiac monitor is placed. Um, initial rhythm shows a sinus tack at a rate of 108. How um, hard is that? What?
2: To put a 12 lead on.
1: I didn't say that. I said the cardiac monitor, no. which means for four, the... four. <laughs> um, But I'm sure it, if you That's She's going to go back to school and do yeah. it all over again. Clearly. Um, you suck! <laughs> get stuck out! Um, so, uh, so, sinus tack, rate of 108. Um, another dose of 100 mics of fentanyl is given through the IO due to continued pain. Um, I th- bet. <laughs> yep. So... The, uh, the patient is still complaining of pain to the entire body. Um, does not complain about being cold, and there's no change in his mental status. I, don't, I still would have covered him up. I, I don't see it as a issue if you can cover up something that's not going to cause further pain. Like, when we have itchy, scratchy, you know, ambulance blankets, that's going to cause more pain. If you have a, a burn lap. sheet, yeah. right. then that's probably a prudent yeah. thought you they know didn't,
0: they didn't use a burn sheet then.
1: they they didn't use a burn sheet from what i yeah. i've gathered you know um so he's still alert and oriented times four and there's still no no changes in the sound of his voice no hoarseness no cough so 8 to 10 minutes later the medic administers the third dose of 100 mics of fentanyl for the continued pain and uh, he notes no overall changes with the pain he's still visibly in distress complaining 10 on 10 so it seems to to me, reading this and thinking about you know what these guys told me, the fentanyl seems to not be touching anything.
0: Right. Would
1: you guys have tried something different at this point? I was literally just going through this like, in my mind. Would you go? Oh, okay, can I give him ketamine? Can I give him something else? Like, you know, what do you? What are your thoughts on that?
0: <sighs> yeah, I, I would like be- to get the ketamine on board.
1: We're also going to be here a while. How much? You don't have enough fentanyl for this. <laughs> Well, and that's it. You know, typically, uh, already they've given uh, three hundred of fentanyl uh, on a standard pouch in New York State. You carry two hundred of fentanyl on an extended pouch. You have four hundred of fentanyl. So they're already one dose left, and that, and, and then not they're doing done. Fentanyl, anyway, So right. And again, who knows? You know, they still have fifteen minutes until somebody gets there. You know, at least.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I would have called for, for ketamine orders.
1: Yeah. I don't think Yo. I would have used ketamine. So what are you going to use? Morphine?
3: Well, see, I would go with the fentanyl, but then I would add, like, a Versed or something with it.
1: So you're going to do conscious Ooh. sedation?
3: Well, that's what I was literally just saying in my head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, if you... But if you're doing fentanyl and ketamine... I know your you're friends. doing conscious <laughs> sedation anyway. Yep.
0: That's... Uh...
1: It's an it's an interesting take on things. Um, what is your what is your hesitation to the ketamine? I'm just curious. Not saying it's wrong or whatever. Uh, I don't know. I don't like ketamine.
3: <laughs> not for this patient. I actually love ketamine. Went up for him. There's too many burns. You have too much cell breakdown. Mm-hmm. Giving ketamine, mm-hmm. I don't think is going to help him.
1: Okay. Okay. Interesting. But I don't know what else there would be. Right. I mean, and, you know, they already have a fluid issue right. with the burn. <coughs> and, yes, they're hypertensive now. But they might not be hypertensive later. So right. I, I would be, you know, again, they're they're borderline hypertensive now. Is it something that I don't want to give ketamine because they're already in the 160s? That, that might put them into the 180s. Now we have a problem. You know, morphine, mm. if I give them morphine, is that going to tank their right. pressure because of the, the fluid imbalance? Fluid issue. It's, it's a very, yeah. it, it would be a, 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 very interesting conversation with the doctor. I don't think that I could actually sit there and go, I'm going to use this. I
3: agree. I, so I'm like hemming and hawing about it. I would call a doc and have this discussion
1: with them. Yeah. And be like, doc, this is what I got. Right. Which one would These you rather options. use? What do you think is the best? Yeah. I right. agree. I, I think put this in. It's one of those times where you dump it in their lap. Yeah. I I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So um, unfortunately,
0: if you call them around here, they'll probably tell you, you put them on a propofol drip, and you're like, wait, wait, what? What?
1: <laughs> I mean, yep. <laughs>
0: we don't we don't carry that doc.
1: <laughs> Insulin around the table for everybody. So uh, sorry.
0: The, I digressed uh, into
1: complaining. Down a different um, path. Yes. So the uh, the crew arrives at the air medical base, the uh, the flight team, which consists of a paramedic and a uh, RN uh, that is stationed there that, you know, initially denied the flight um, comes out to meet the ambulance crew. Uh, They're given a report by the primary medic and the flight nurse begins their assessment. And then I think fairly stupidly uh, attempts to place that second IV in the right foot which is not successful, yeah. so you're just wasting Weird. time. Right,
0: Ow. Right,
1: exactly, right? So the, uh, the primary medic sees that the, the first saline bag is now complete, switches it out for a new bag. So you've gotten 1,000 mLs in. Um, prior to connecting the line, the uh, flight nurse administers another dose of lidocaine, 100 milligrams through the I.O., uh, as he began to complain about pain at the I.O. site. Uh-oh. The uh the second flight crew shows up and approximately three minutes later. Um he's moved onto the stretcher, and that crew's uh flight paramedic gives him another hundred mics of fentanyl for pain. Ooh. Um they lift him, uh they lift and fly him to the burn center without having to intubate, uh for no, you know, like airway protection, didn't have to do any of that. Um they continued to offer pain management throughout the flight. And uh, once at the burn center, he was treated with um, ultimately with multiple skin grafts, uh, but was able to make a full recovery. What did the flight crew treat with pain? Did they stick with fentanyl? They stuck with fentanyl.
2: Was the fentanyl ever helping him?
1: I don't have that information. Is anything going to help him? Probably not. Yeah.
0: Probably He's not. Probably not. I mean, that's 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 pretty devastating injury. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know?
1: Right. Yeah. Um, so. You know, for... I mean,
0: was, uh, See, honestly, that's the only thing I would be thinking of for going the ketamine route. And, and, I, and I get what you're saying, um, but just the fact that if there is a way to, you know...
3: Disassociate him.
0: Yeah, just kind of yeah, unscrew the head from the body for, you know, maybe just... It, it may or may not work, you know, and yeah, we already got the fentanyl on board and, you know, I guess... You know, he might go night, night on us, but then give us another issue. But, uh,
1: but even you know, doing I, a lower dose of ketamine, knowing that you have yeah. 300 mics of fentanyl in at that right. point in time might right. get you the order. Not going, right. I'm going to give him 250 or I'm going to, you know, right. give a weight-based dose, which is going to be, you know, astronomical Everything for a 400-pounder, right. right. Then right. maybe just going, okay, Doc, I want to start with 25 and right. just see where that takes us and or you know 20 or whatever it might be that the doc is comfortable with and just seeing how it goes that could be an option too but again that's leave it in the doc's lap have that conversation yeah you know um so overall thoughts for this call well done
2: yeah i think so very confused Mm. by the weirdness at the beginning still what? Like, how are you burnt that bad? And you're just going to stand there and watch your help walk past. Right. And like, not say a really, goddamn thing. the only thing that I can still think about.
0: That You've was these dudes really basically weird. basically walk right past, and you're just like, uh, okay, I'll just stand here. Yeah. I'll wait my turn. Like, what? Yeah. I'll
1: wait. And wait. And, you know, the cops didn't even say anything. Like, they're just yeah. like, yep, whatever, man. Thanks for the help, bro. Like, let me know if he needs an arcane. I'm here for you. My mind. <laughs> it just yeah, it didn't it did make no sense. Made no sense. So um
0: So I guess my thing is is the dosages of the lidocaine.
1: Yeah, so that was one that was one thing that uh that I actually have here to talk about is um in this area protocol is actually forty milligrams for Lidocaine through an IO, and they overdosed both times, giving a hundred. So oh, they initially gave a hundred. They mi- they gave a hundred. Oh. So the flight medic gave, uh, or the flight nurse gave a hundred milligrams of lidocaine through the IO in one push, and then the medic, the primary medic that did it originally, gave a hundred milligrams oh, of lidocaine originally, both of which should have only given forty. According to their protocols, like they were Mm. they were super honest, you know, with me as, you know, when I was asking questions going, yep, yep, we did it. We overdosed Mm. it like whatever. And I didn't talk to the to the flight crew. I'm just talking to the ground medics. But, you know, they're like, yep, we overdosed it like it is what it is. Um, But with that, you know, if if the medic had done it and given 60 milligrams over, okay, who cares? Right. I've even done that. We've all done Good. that. Like it happens. Yeah. You know, we own up to it. We talk to the doc. The doc goes, don't let it happen again. Be more right. mindful. Right. Cool. But the fact that both providers do it. I know that's interesting. And now it's a hundred and twenty milligrams of lidocaine more than they were supposed to have. That could cause issue. And yeah, I'm,
0: I'm starting to think about you know, the cardiac, cardiac issues. Exactly. Yeah. So
1: so lidocaine, remember, is a sodium channel blocker and ultimately will have cardiac effects. So, yes, it treats the localized pain, but it was created to treat cardiac dysrhythmias, Mm -hmm. right? Sodium (coughs) channel blockers act upon all of the three major heart tropes. So it's going to decrease the chronotropic, which is it's going to (coughs) decrease your heart rate. It decreases inotropic, which is decreased the force of the cardiac contraction, and it's going to decrease yeah. the dromotropic, which is the the speed in which the signal from the SA node goes to the AV node. So all of that is eventually going to have, you know, cardiac yeah, that's output n- issues. issues, right? Right? So, right. That's not
0: something we want to have with this guy right now.
1: Exactly. So those are the things that, yeah. One time, okay, whatever, slap on a hand. Twice, maybe we should start looking at the cardiac monitor just a little bit more to make sure nothing funky is going on, you know? Um,
0: Did they notice it at the time? Did they realize it, or was it after the fact?
1: I think it was after the fact. Um, You know, it seemed as if they just pushed it and didn't really think about it in in the interview that I had with them. And then, you know, as they were talking about it later, charting, you know, going over the call, they were like, oh, shit, we fucked up, you know. And then, of course, learn from it, you know. And, uh, And that's exactly when, and literally, I will say, this did happen to me. I talked to the doctor about it, you know. I did an IO, lady in a nursing home, conscious, you know, slammed the hundred and didn't think anything about it. Until I was sitting there charting, and I'm like, "Man, 100, 100 seems like a that lot." Seems like a lot. So then I looked at right. the protocol, and it said forty, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like,
0: well, see, all right, me, and that's let the me thing. Call it's like, you know, and- <laughs> the, yeah, I mean, like the, the tubes they still give us have a hundred, right? But anything we have that has to do with lidocaine is forty. That's it. There's right. nothing beyond that. Yep. Um,
1: so why so, don't you just give us? Yeah. 40 why are vials? we still? Right. Yeah. Well,
0: because yeah. I mean, when, the, when the pucker factors up, you know, I mean, shit like that's going to happen.
1: Right. Yeah, it is. Um, mm-hmm. So, of course, we're doing a burn call. I'm going to mention rule of nines. However, I'm not going to go into it on here because it's too confusing to talk about um, without pictures. Yeah, so put up a picture. <laughs> there is a there is a link in the show notes and or the description of wherever you're listening or watching this on. Um, I did a rule of nines video on YouTube. Go watch it. Follow that link. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention was the um, the burn percentage and how they treated it. So, thirty five percent burns, they treated with mostly uh, the wet, wet dressings, dressings, right? So, ten percent right. burns under like under ten percent, you should do moist. Over ten percent dry, you should be doing dry, and mm. that's and that's only because of the hypothermia factor. Well, that's what I was just saying, right? Yeah. right? Um, you're going to make them more cold doing, you know, big burn area, wet dressing, gonna make people cold. I mean, you already
3: don't have the mechanism to regulate your temperature exactly with your skin. It's already burnt altered. off, so you're yeah. just making that worse.
1: Right. Right. And they also um,
2: didn't – I mean, they put wedding dressings on them, and then they didn't cover them
1: either. Right. So um, the other thing that I think was, um, was interesting, and I'm, I'm curious to see if this was something um, with their protocol that's different from, say, our local area. But when I was doing this after I had spoke to the crew – uh, and I was writing this down. I was like, "Man, thirty five percent—that's a lot. Yeah, like that's a lot, right?" And there was a significant mm. portion that was second degree. second degree, yeah. And there was a sec- you know, a, a significant portion that was first degree. So then I I look in the like our protocol app for our local area, and it underneath the doctor's note in Rule of Nines and yeah and burn protocol, it said that when calculating uh burn percentage you do not calculate first degree burns into total body percentage oh, really? I so huh. i mm. was and that was something that i never knew so i learned something <laughs> yeah, just I, by I this and i was like this is really interesting in my so mind it's burnt it's burnt <laughs> right, right. It. they don't call it first degree burn for nothing like you would think you calculate it, and I'm not right. saying these these guys did anything wrong. It was just something that I would have done the exact same. I would thing. have done the, same have done the exact same thing because I too. was checking the math mm.
2: in my head, and I was like, "Yeah, like that makes sense." It that's totally I'm makes literally sense. Literally thinking like, "All right,
3: that's about forty percent." I would have said like twenty five percent first degree. Yep,
1: you know whatever. I would have separated it, right. but I would have calculated the first degree. Me too. That's interesting. And, and these, right. like I don't disagree that these paramedics did it. It was just something Mm. for, like, we have a lot of listeners in our area. And it was something that I learned going, huh, I never knew this. Maybe I should share this information. If you have first degree burns all over your body, do you just, (laughs) that's Um,
3: me every summer? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Apparently,
1: we don't care. But You know what I'm
3: saying? Like, (laughs) you would
2: still want to (laughs) get fluids for some of the loss that you're going to have. But that Parkland formula goes out the window. Do you just... You know, give fluids at your leisure. Like, all of your stuff is based off of total body surface area. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the ten percent rule is ten percent of any kind of bird, mm-hmm. no matter how you slice
4: yeah.
1: it. Yeah, that's yep.
2: first
3: degree because you don't count it.
1: At yep. least in our area. Yeah. That's, so that's saying in others, and that's kind of something that I would love to know. Is like, there's an email for everybody. Do you actually have that weird weird Just, rule somewhere wait, else? So for
3: the ten percent, do you count first degree or no? No, oh, because you don't count it towards body surface area. Correct. What? So it's 10% of anything that's not a first degree.
1: Right. At least in our area. Well, I have to weird. I have to very specifically say that because it's in our area only that I found that. Uh, I didn't find like a website or something that said, don't do this, you know, but it's just, it's weird. It was a weird thing that I found that I was like, mm. we should talk about it. Because like I'm sure new every day. <laughs> everyone was like, what? Um, So lastly, I did want to touch base really quick on Parkland formula for burns and should it actually be utilized in EMS? And uh, we know that, you know, fluid is leaking into the interstitial spaces uh, from the vasculature almost immediately after any type of burn, even first degree. So the larger and more severe the burn area, the more severe the fluid loss Mm -hmm. makes sense. The Parkland formula right. was developed for fluid replacement within the first 24 hours post-burn. So, uh, it's calculated. Uh, Kelsey was uh, almost, I don't even remember what you said, but pretty Four much milliliters
2: down, per kilogram times body surface area, first half in the first eight hours, second half
1: over the next 16. Yeah, she's right on point. Um, yeah. So... My burn formula. Which basically uh, translates apparently.
0: to, for EMS people, it translates to wide open.
1: Well, and, that, and that's it. So... <laughs> You know, you're, you're thinking 50% of this is in the first eight hours, right? EMS right. is not seeing these patients for very long. Even if you have to drive the hour and a half right. to the burn center. It's only an car, hour and a half. It's only yeah. an hour and a half.
2: What would his body surface area have been just second degree?
1: I don't know. I didn't figure that out. Um, so is it worth... EMS to utilize this formula or should we just be giving fluid as long as like lungs remain clear and, you know, MD and, and kind of push it off on the docks at the, at the hospital, at the burn center to go, okay, EMS gave 2,500 mLs. Cool. We're going to figure Wait, out a Parkland formula based on how much it's they've already given.
2: Too much because, like, even if he had 35% burns, if we're counting first degree burns, which we know we're not, but I'm not doing any more nine rolls. Yep. He would only need a liter and a half every hour. Yeah. So,
1: and he you got have an
2: hour and he got a liter in, in 20, 20, minutes. 20, 20 minutes. 25 so minutes, right. So, you're doing more damage by pumping them full of fluids that the. When long term, I mean, you need a liter and a half in an hour. Whether if you want to calculate the drip set or not, you can.
1: Yeah, guesstimate. It's still that one. something. It's still, and again, this is why I bring it up because it's one of those things that we don't learn. Right. They don't teach. You don't really utilize it. You're just taught, dump fluid, and right. um, you know. And is this something that we should be taking more of a closer look at, or maybe not? You know. That's, well, I mean, that is very I mean, based on that calculation,
0: man, where... I, I would say, yeah, I mean, uh, especially if, I mean, it's one thing if you've got, you know, five minute transport time, you're around the block, Right. you know, it's another thing is, uh, you know, let's say, you know, the clouds were over Omaha that day and you're like, yeah, no, sorry, you're on your own. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an hour and a half because, I mean, right. you know, let's face it, you're not going to take them to the anywhere but a burn center, you know, with, with, with you that hope. type of shape. Then you're so ho- you, wanted well, to you would hope fluids. Right. Yeah. Right. And... So in that situation, yeah. So an hour and a half having that formula actually figured out
2: probably I mean, would have
0: been a prudent thing to do. Three right.
2: liters over that hour and a half transport.
1: Yeah. Give right. And, yeah. and realistically, um, you know, I have an app for the Parkland formula on my phone. Right? You don't need Nerd a, alert. You, a young <laughs> nerd. Um,
4: What's worse, it's true. He
1: has the app or that I remember the formula. Yep. I, <laughs> right. Yeah, because I don't remember the formula. <laughs> Um, but it's I'm just the, glad when uh, I remember
0: my phone, honestly, yeah, got to call the doc off, Fuck. Hey, give me your phone.
1: But it, it is, it really is something that, you know, uh, more providers should consider, especially, you know, just, I did not figure out the Parkland formula for this guy. So thank you Kelsey for doing that. Cause that is an eye-opening, you know, answer. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, this, this paramedic gave him, you know, almost three quarters of what he was supposed to get yeah. in an hour and a half in 25, 30 minutes, you know? Um, so, yeah, we and should probably be utilizing it I mean, this. I don't know long-term if too much fluid will be an issue, but... And I think a lot of it is going to, you know, we dump fluids and then they're going to have to cut back on fluids in the hospital, you know, because yeah. they're not going to continue what we're doing, you know? Right. Um, so anything else from you guys? That was, that was really all I wanted to talk about. Anything that you guys noticed, want to talk about? No, I thought they do good. Comments, questions, concerns? What? What? All right. Thank you, My little bad. John.
2: <laughs> I was like, what is going on <laughs> back there?
1: I hope everyone else
0: yes. heard that.
3: <laughs> I could hear it, but I was really confused.
0: Because, because somebody forgot to turn his phone to silent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gotta love it. <laughs> Uh, Well, if as long as
0: little John agrees, right?
1: Damn skippy. Uh, (laughs) That's
0: that's my go-to. There you go.
1: Uh, (laughs) So uh, with that, I will uh, say uh, have a good February. We will see you on February 15th. Again, check out that Patreon. Happy Valentine's
2: Day. It is an irrelevant holiday, but happy Valentine's Day. What day is that?
1: I don't celebrate that. It's Monday. We have clinical on Monday.
0: I'll bet your wife does.
1: No, my wife and I do not actually (laughs) celebrate. Uh, Every day is Valentine's Day Day when you're married. Hello. Yep. Uh, I don't.
0: I
2: don't give her presents. We don't go out. Capitalism
4: and Hallmark.
1: Yep. We don't do it. Uh, Literally, I when we started dating, I said I don't do it, so don't expect anything. And she just fell in line with it. (laughs) So it's great. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Anti-American.
1: It's a capitalistic
2: holiday, but for Hallmark.
0: Yep. And chocolate. Right. We want to. We want to support capitalism.
1: We do. Just (laughs) not on Valentine's Day. (laughs) Not happening. Well, you
0: don't want to pay. You don't want to pay nine dollars for a card. Come on. Nope. No?
1: I'll no, make a card. No, over. The best
2: holiday is the day after Valentine's Day when, when all the candies candy
1: is on half off. Yep. Fuck, cheap, yeah.
0: Cheap chocolate, yeah. yeah. Yep. Cheap chocolate. Yep. All right. Can't beat it.
2: And the eggs sh- or the heart shaped Reese's. The shapes are always the best.
1: Sure. I don't. I don't like. Reese's oh, the Cadbury so. eggs.
0: They'll I, be coming out soon. The
1: Cadbury eggs are. Yeah. Um,
0: They'll be coming soon, right after. Usually, yeah, usually right after uh, right
1: Valentine's Day starts showing 20th. up. Yep. Those are yummy. Good Something stuff. to look forward to. Well, now that we've had this
0: interesting discussion that I'm sure everyone's <laughs> riveted listening to, on the edge of their seat, like, really, when are the Cadbury eggs coming out? So, fantastic. I'm just <laughs> get ready. on that Patreon.
1: Yeah, get on that Patreon, send us an email, and uh, like I said, we will see you all on the 15th.
0: Roger that. Donuts.
2: Are they heart shaped? Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you'd like more information on the podcast or to send us a call to review, visit medicmaterials.com forward slash podcast. To learn more information, like us on Facebook at medicmaterials.edu, EDU or watch our weekly instructional videos on the Medic Materials YouTube channel.